That is one big pile of shit. In the biggest race of Election Day 2021, it looks like Republican Glenn Youngkin is projected to win the Virginia governor's seat. Eyes open for any last-minute antics the Dems might try to pull to steal it, i.e. 3 a.m. vote dumps. Dumps like Joe Biden taking in his pants when he's meeting the Pope. The CDC is playing with fire, voting to approve the emergency use authorization for the Pfizer shot for the 5 to 11 children age range. Bring it, you pharma bastards. And yesterday in Dallas, a group of supposed QAnon supporters apparently rallied to support the reemergence of JFK Jr. and a bunch of other dead celebrities. I don't know, the mainstream media wasted no time clowning on this event. Can you say agent provocateurs? We'll be taking a look at all of that and much more in today's video, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's November 3rd, and we got a lot to talk about in this one. Quick note, jordansather.tv, my video website, the servers have been down for a couple of days. So I don't know what's been going on there. Today, this morning, I've just been able to log in, so I'll be updating a lot of that. Uh, and also, I'm going to switch my live streams to twice a week instead of the three times a week since I'm doing more of these pre-recorded news commentary videos. Uh, I'm just going to save the live streams for twice a week, probably Monday, Thursdays. So won't be a live stream tonight, be one tomorrow. So that's that. All right, guys, let's do this thing. Starting off with Let's Go Brandon. Just a couple of really incredible tweets by some commentators at CNN, believe it or not. This is from our own news media. One commenter from CNN and also MSNBC said that Let's Go Brandon has become the MAGA version of Seg Hale, basically calling it a Nazi salute. Yes, this guy is actually affiliated with CNN. And that's not the only person who said that over the last two or three days. Another CNN analyst, this guy Joe, compares Let's Go Brandon phrase to rhetoric from ISIS, KKK, and Nazis. Wow, that's... That's our news media for you. Next topic, let's talk about some of these elections around the country since yesterday was election day. And in the biggest race, the Virginia governor's race, the Democratic incumbent Terry McAuliffe lost. They could not apparently cheat enough for this guy. And Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, won. So they now have a Republican governor. They have a Republican lieutenant governor. And the cool thing about their lieutenant governor is that she's black. So that kind of destroys the whole racist Republican, racist MAGA narrative. A black woman who is a Republican is now the lieutenant governor there in Virginia. And this is one example that goes to show that the deep state can only cheat in elections so much. They can only fudge so many of the ballots, so many of the numbers, when we the people turn out en masse to vote and just destroy their ability to cheat, we can actually win some elections. So don't really listen to the people telling you to sit on your ass and not go out and vote. So that happened in Virginia. And what was hilarious there is that they tried to pull yet another stunt. Stunt. You know, we had Tiki Gate that happened at the end of last week where the uh, it literally looked like Terry McAuliffe's office set this one up, but the Lincoln Project took the fall for it. Uh, they rolled out five dudes to try to dress him as white supremacists, and, you know, that failed miserably. We had another one that happened, I think, yesterday. Uh, the media was trying to report on the Republican Party in Virginia having a bunch of Confederate flags on their jackets. This looks like it was stitched together at the last minute and sent in kind of as a, you know, literal false flag there. And then a bunch of the blue checks were tweeting about this. Pretty freaking incredible. But their false flags, their frame jobs couldn't work. 
Uh, Glenn Youngkin still won that one. And in a couple of other races from around the country, in Ohio, there was a special election for a House seat, and Republican Mike Carey won that one. In Minneapolis, voters rejected a proposal to replace the city's police department. Can't believe that made it onto the voting ballot, but anyway, it was struck down. You can see this one. We're taking so many L's tonight, this uh, clear progressive left-wing person. And in New Jersey, their Democrat, they have a race for governor as well in New Jersey. The Democrat, Phil Murphy, he's the incumbent. And it looks like that race is neck and neck with the Republican nominee there as well. This one, I'm not sure the results of in New Jersey, but maybe we get two. Maybe we get two states there in the uh, Northeast that flip from a uh, Democrat governorship to a Republican. So eyes on that one. We'll see if they try to do any you know late night vote dumps <laughs> there in New Jersey. And then speaking of rigged elections... Pretty incredible piece of news coming out here due to a Freedom of Information Act request. And it went to show how U.S. intelligence agencies were meddling in Venezuelan elections via social media. Basically, psychological operation campaigns utilizing social media. Obviously, those are done all over the place. And the CIA was doing this covertly in a program titled Venezuela Improved Training and Communication Skills for Political Activists. Huh. Wonder how much of that has been done, not just in Venezuela and other countries around the globe, but of course, America here. Huh. How many psychological operations and and has been used on social media to brainwash people about these elections? Incredible. And another psychological operation, it appears is in play here. Have you seen this? Have you seen what's been going on in Dallas the past 48 hours? It looks like there has been a congregation of QAnon believers. They uh, profess to be QAnon believers. They have been rallying there in Dallas, claiming JFK Jr. is going to appear as a peer and become, I don't know, vice president, president, I don't even exactly know what's being claimed. But the blue checks, the mainstream media hit piece rioters are wasting no time in clowning on this whole event. Uh, Honestly, guys, I would not doubt if we had some agent provocateurs plan this and a lot of them in the crowd. We also might have a lot of people that are just kind of, you know, misled and and believing a lot of this kind of clickbait stuff but that's a pretty sizable crowd there that got uh <laughs> that came out in Dallas and uh Ben Collins wasting no time and clowning on this whole event as well and then if you look at the hit pieces that have been written by the media over the last just day Forbes Rolling Stone the Independent uh this was a Daily Beast reporter this guy here And I don't doubt that NBC and a lot of others are going to come out with their own hit pieces probably today with their 4 a.m. talking points. So this is is the problem, guys. When you have a whole network of clickbait artists, misinformation promoters who claim to be patriots, claim to be Q supporters, right? You can find them all over Telegram, doing videos on BitChute, doing videos on their Rumble channels. They spread this rhetoric. They spread this just weird non-fact-based rhetoric, and then it allows the mainstream media to so easily run their hit pieces and clown on the whole thing and, 
you know, use that whole straw man approach to then make all truth seekers look ridiculous, make the whole movement look ridiculous. So uh, this whole event, it appears like one of the main proponents, one of the main organizers of this event was a gentleman who calls himself Negative 48. You can go find him on Telegram, his Negative 48 channel. And he promotes some real weird shit, real weird shit on his Telegram channel. He's a big uh, promoter of gematria, basically like pick your own conspiracy theory, multiple choice, you know, magic eight ball kind of stuff. And he uses gematria to try to connect Q to flat earth being real and uses gematria to promote stuff like the quantum financial system nonsense and Nazara, just a lot of other stuff. It's there's a big problem with this Gematria shit being used in a completely arbitrary way, totally subjective way to promote clear misinformation. Negative uh, 48 is one of the big promoters of that. And he was behind this Dallas event. So it's just nuts. And where the heck did this negative 48 guy come from? How does he have over 100,000 followers on his Telegram account? Well, the dude kind of came out of nowhere over the last two or three months it was really August or September. This this guy just came out of nowhere and blew up. And he got interviews with the likes of, you guessed it, Charles Ward, Simon Parks, Scott McKay was a big uh, was a big name who platformed this guy at the end of August there. Wano Savin was doing interviews with the Negative 48 too. Like that network, that same network that I've been speaking out about for the last 12 months at least, maybe maybe more than that, um, yes, you can see how I would not doubt if this network that I've been talking about has feds, has friggin' agency infiltrators managing it or handling it, and here they are rolling out the same clickbait rhetoric, new faces to to allow the mainstream media to clown on the movement with, weird people like Negative 40, like, what's the deal with these guys? We gotta ask some hard questions. And I can't believe that some people are getting sucked into the likes of Simon Parks and Charles Ward and Negative 48 and Wano Saban, and they're just believing it. They just don't even second guess or question. So anyway, that's my rant on all of that. Just obvious clown show there in Dallas, misleading a lot of people, probably some agent provocateurs involved. And you can see why I'm speaking out so hard against it, because it further facilitates the division. And some people recently are understanding. They're starting to understand more and more why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm getting comments and emails from people saying, you know, I used to not like you. I used to think you went too hard against these guys, but now I'm seeing it. Now I'm seeing why this whole network, these clickbait artists, these fraudsters and grifters, what they're doing to this movement. They're just destroying it and destroying their, uh, you know, audience's mental health too. So onward from this next topic, let's talk about these Pfizer shots the CDC trying to roll them through. Now the CDC director has to sign on off on it. And basically the emergency use authorization for ages 5 to 11 uh, is approved. So in a matter of days, this will probably happen. And then in a matter of weeks, you'll likely see school districts around the country start to roll this out and try to get it mandatory for their children. So the fight is at our doorstep, folks. I mean, this is this is the last little bit of control they're going to try to push with these vaccines so we have to protect our kids most definitely and this came out about pfizer yesterday their economic forecast their third quarter for forecasts can you freaking believe it pfizer their sales expectations uh 
they, they expect their vaccine to bring in $36 billion in revenue just this year. Just this year, that's about 7% higher than what Pfizer expected. And that that is crazy, folks. $36 billion in revenue in one year for one shot. And they're trying to make it sound like it's sales. Number one, that should scare the shit out of you that they're, they're, they're selling this COVID shot. They have to sell it, right? It's a product. It's for making money. But let's also take a look at it from a more realistic perspective. They're not selling this thing. They're not really selling it. They're coercing people to take it, right? People are having to take it mandatorily or they'll lose their jobs or they won't be able to do this or that or travel or what have you. <laughs> it's not being sold. It's being forced onto us. And look at that. We have to pay for it. A lot of our taxes are paying for this too. And Pfizer is pocketing billions. If that doesn't say it all right there, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how else people are going to get it, right? I don't know how else people are going to have to see the truth right in front of them. Maybe their kids are going to have to get some sort of vaccine reaction for them to freaking see, for that illusion to finally uh, fall down in front of their eyes. Let's pray not. Let's pray that that doesn't have to happen. But what, what's it going to take for some people to get it? Who knows? Uh, and also, speaking of Pfizer, check out their new ad campaign. Now that their vaccine is rolling out for kids, they're literally putting out video advertisements telling young kids that their experimental COVID shots are going to turn them into superheroes and give them, quote, superpowers. Go check it out. Pfizer on their YouTube channel. This was released two days ago. Their advertisement here is actually calling for, is basically telling kids that they're going to be stronger, healthier, all this sort of shit. Brainwashing at its finest, folks. Mind control. It's sick. It's absolutely sick. So you can, you know, of course, comments are turned off on Pfizer's YouTube channel, but you can go downvote it there <laughs> to your heart's content. My God, that's incredible. Uh, next up, we've got this out of the British Medical Journal, the BMJ. This is one of the, f- the top five medical journals really in Western countries that are used to bring out uh, medical, what they call science, but in many cases, it's propaganda. The BMJ is is not really our friend, but if the British Medical Journal is printing this, that makes you really realize how, how shitty these Pfizer shots are. So this was a study that was published yesterday from the BMJ, COVID-19, a researcher blows the whistle on data integrity issues in Pfizer's vaccine trial says here, revelations of poor practices at a contract research company helping to carry out Pfizer's pivotal COVID vaccine trial raise questions about data integrity and regulatory oversight. Wow. So if the BMJ has a whistleblower, they're printing it, they're questioning Pfizer's uh, statistics for the vaccine trials, that's bad. That's bad. And honestly, I wouldn't doubt if this gets retracted within the next 48 hours from some pressure on the BMJ, but (laughs) eyes on this one, honestly, Pfizer might really get, um, you know, get lit up in the coming days and weeks. Now that they're trying to force their vaccine on kids, we might actually have some whistleblowers start speaking out and basically, you know, like Spider-Man meme, big pharma pointing at big pharma because the whole ship is sinking. So they're all pointing fingers at each other while it totally caves and crumbles. But Hey, I'm all for Pfizer getting exposed, even if it takes the BMJ to do it. 
let's continue on. A U.S. worker rebellion is getting bigger and bigger. Looks like in Wichita, Kansas, about 5,000 employees, half of the employees at an aircraft company, uh, remain unvaccinated and are defying these. We, of course, have a lot of unvaccinated um, city and state workers around the country, firefighters, sanitation workers, police officials, uh, police department workers. A lot of them are quitting as well. I mean, this the labor shortage is causing problems, and a lot of people are voicing their freedoms, voicing their right not to get the shot, uh, you know, courageously putting their work at risk as well. So let's continue on with that. And then we also have some states joining together to sue the Biden administration over their COVID vaccine mandate too. I think it's up to 18 now. I think it was 10 a few days ago in a video I did. I think I saw 10 states. Now it's up to 18 states all filing lawsuits in federal district court in Georgia because that's where the CDC headquarters is. So there you go. Georgia, Alabama, Idaho, Utah, West Virginia, some of the states. We got Montana too, Nebraska, and many more banding together uh, to halt this, what they're calling illegal unconstitutional action, more power to them. So that's all we have against the vaccine. A lot of bombshells coming out, some good news actually, some people fighting back, and uh, because it's time now that they're trying to inject our kids. Let's move on now into talking the metaverse, this just weird, weird push for this virtual reality world that a lot of these big corporations want us to plug into. It's it's really kind of freaky, actually, when you think about it. But first we have Facebook. Now we have Microsoft. Microsoft Teams enter the metaverse race with 3D avatars and immersive meetings. They're, they're literally... God, what's that kid's movie? I can't think of it right now, but there's that kid's movie where they have people floating around in chairs and then they're plugged into this basically metaverse world, this virtual reality world, where everything is virtual reality. And they're just sitting there, you know, eating and consuming shit, basically being uh, like, for instance, The Matrix. There is that movie, not the movie I was talking about, but we have The Matrix where humans are just kept in these tanks and they're plugged into this virtual reality world and their energy is sucked from them by the machines in that movie. But we have the global cabal in real world here, their energy just gets sucked from them, and they become even more uh, brain-dead sheep that are used as slaves to harvest their energy, harvest their their time and money as well. So this is, this is just creepy, guys. Facebook's doing it. Microsoft is doing it. Uh, Nike is filing trademark applications as it prepares to enter the metaverse. I mean, imagine that. In, in this VR world they want to create, you're not going to be buying real Nikes for your feet. You're going to be buying virtual Nikes and living in this virtual world. And you'll, pro- you'll be using your real money that you used your actual man hours to get to buy this virtual shit. And, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this whole metaverse thing progresses, but that's one thing to protect your kids from for sure, not just the shots, but this this virtual reality world 
that they want to plug us into. It's just it starts with the phones, it starts with the apps, and then it moves into uh, the these computers and these gaming systems and these VR setups that totally yeah it's God just kick your kids outside like make them go play on a playground <laughs> and uh, back to Facebook here. Facebook is deciding to shut down its facial recognition systems, saying it wants to quote find the right balance with the technology. The social network will delete the face scan data of more than one billion users. So they say. So they say, right? They're claiming they're going to shut it down and, and delete all the data and whatnot, but, mm, you know, you wonder where that data's already gone, okay? Maybe it's already in the CIA or DARPA's coffers, so Facebook doesn't need it anymore, so they can claim they're going to be, you know, rebranding themselves and being a good company now, but that data's already being used elsewhere. And yeah, this just sounds like, this just sounds like some ass coverage. And then our last story on big tech... Let's talk Trump's new company. Uh, Forbes here writing this shit piece. Trump's new company is planning for possible conviction. They are literally already going there. They're already going there. They're already trying to set it up as being this illegal <laughs> illegal acquisition company, illegal social media company. So it's just crazy, crazy stuff. You could tell they're scared of it. They're scared of the information that's going to get spread around on Trump's social media platform, because of course, Parler, Parler turned into a nothing burger, kind of like Getter. Gab is, Gab is having tough, a tough time breaking into the mainstream, so there's that, and then Telegram is just a cesspool of disinformation and spam and coin bots and, and garbage, right? So actually, the cabal, the deep state, probably loves Telegram, because people get onto it, then they get fed into this world of just crazy bullshit clickbait that renders the truth movement impotent. So what really scares them is a social media platform that comes out that can break into a mainstream audience and where the truth about things like vaccines and elections and all the other stuff can get shared without censored, without censorship. So Trump's platform no doubt scares the cabal more than Telegram and Gab and all the others would. So they're trying to, you know, prevent it from taking off before it even does. So hopefully, I can't wait for it, actually. A couple of months left. I think February is when it's supposed to drop. So very soon. Uh, next up, Tucker Carlson's docu-series on January 6th. It is making waves. I've seen, I haven't watched in full, but I've just seen the full episodes. I think the first one or two episodes on Telegram floating around. So if you want to watch it, you know, you can find it somewhere on Telegram. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely making the establishment nervous. Apparently, in one of the episodes, a DEA agent that has been charged over the January 6th events told Tucker that an FBI informant urged him to break into the Capitol. So we have yet more evidence coming out that FBI informants played a part in... The, the false flag insurrection, we'll call it that because it is, the false flag insurrection of January 6th. Yeah, Tucker Tucker's doing some damage with this, uh, this docu-series here. So, you know, a lot of problems at Fox News, but there's tiny little rays of hope. Tucker Carlson being one there. Starting to push the envelope a little bit more. That's good. That's good. Onward from this, let's talk about this so-called 
International Common Law Court of Justice statement that has been going pretty viral in the truth-seeking circles the past day or two. There's this organization, I found it here on commonlawnews.com, uh, the International Common Law Court of Justice, they call themselves, and they are claiming to charge Pope, charge Pope Francis in capital crimes. All right, so yeah, this this kind of looks like one of those, this is being brought out by Kevin Annette as well, which I think he set up that organization with Robert David Steele back in the day as well, and uh, you know, it's it's kind of like their pseudo tribunal that they're bringing out to the public. This common law that they basically set up themselves, and it seems like it's a good initiative, but it doesn't really have like actual jurisdiction, and it's kind of like a okay, what are you guys trying to do here? Are you misleading people into thinking that you're you have jurisdiction and you're you're filming these, or excuse me, bringing out these tribunals or these so-called court cases. And yeah, so just, it, it looks kind of like a nothing burger, got to be honest. But, you know, well-intended, well-intended, possibly. Uh, next, let's talk about Senator Ted Cruz putting forward an idea to have all vendors at the U.S. Capitol be required to accept Bitcoin. So on to crypto now. The past couple of days, there's been a lot of little news stories come out uh, positively about cryptocurrency from, I think, Aaron Rodgers taking some of his salary in Bitcoin to the mayor of Miami taking his full salary in Bitcoin to uh, different sports stars signing contracts with an exchange FTX. Just a lot of little stories. I think this is going to continue. I, I think the next few months, the last little bit of this bull cycle we're just going to keep seeing positive news stories like this really make it explode. So I'm excited for the, what the next few months of crypto brings. Uh, and it's it's going to be neat to see, you know. We might even see some politicians. I think one of uh, one of the senators out of Wyoming or representatives there, a Republican, she is big on the Bitcoin train. So I'd love to see the central banks get hammered with a decentralized currency system. And then last topic we've got here, let's talk about some secret technologies, some some uh, of what's being reported on in the mainstream though, right? So we've got a mainstream outlet here, thedrive.com. They're talking about a secret RQ-1810, secret RQ-180 stealthy unmanned spy plane spotted over Area 51. Uh, number one, it's not so secret if you're seeing it on the drive, right? Let's be real. Uh, and also over Area 51, all the good stuff has been taken out of Area 51. And it's been taken out of Area 51 a long time ago. So that also needs to be known. But it does appear like we've got new technologies being tested and coming publicly. But it is by no means what the best they have in the Black Projects is. What they actually have is probably decades beyond this. That's for sure. And we have another UFO documentary coming out as well. This one is called The Observers. I guess it is, uh, it's a documentary that's coming out on sort of a mainstream UFO uh, from a mainstream background. We've got Lou Elizondo in this one. We've got good old Rockefeller Initiative, uh, Linda Moulton Howe on this, Jimmy Church, who 
is, you know, he, he doesn't go too deep. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> into any, any particular subjects. He likes to be very politically correct in his radio show. Uh, some others as well. Richard Dolan, too. So, I don't know. A lot of the UFO... I don't know. A lot of the UFO stuff lately from the documentaries to reporting to various media I've seen about this subject the last few months has just been boring. It's been boring and it's all towing that mainstream media like Tom DeLonge-esque, A-Tip-esque line. I I don't know. It doesn't impress me. I'll just say that. It does not impress me. But anyway, that's that, guys. Remember, you can support my work on Subscribestar on jordansather.tv on Substack, or you can donate through my website. Uh, I have all sorts of neat nutritional products on my Conscious Strength brand as well, ConsciousStrength.net for those. Go find me on Telegram, my main page, at Jordan Sather. You can also find my Conspiracy Analytica page where I really stir it up and expose the clickbait there. And I will see you in the next video. Remember, next live stream will be tomorrow on Thursday, and I'll be, you know, hopefully doing one of these news updates uh, daily, actually. So be doing that. And that's it for this one, guys. Stay alert, stay aware, stay strong. Don't let them brainwash the shit out of you. Take care, everybody.